you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, I'm really glad that you found us. Now then, what do you think you need to know before you start marketing your practice. Now, I remember when when I first started in private practice all those years ago, I remember that mix of kind of nervous excitement, you know, when your tummy goes and you're excited, you're scared. I remember it really, really clearly. I had my garage converted to be my counselling room. So I got that done. I bought myself some new furniture I even got a lockable filing cabinet, which was like, I felt so sort of grown up because I had a lockable filing cabinet. I kind of put an advert in the local paper. Like I say, it was a long time ago. I got an advert in the yellow pages and I was included on, there were a few more free directories at that time, but there weren't really counselling directory type things. They were more local directories sort of like local yellow pages type things and I went on loads of those and I got some business cards printed the amount of time and effort that it took me to get these business cards designed I didn't know the right colors I went through oh crikey I I just went through every design imaginable it took me it took me weeks to decide on my business cards so I waited And I waited and I got nothing. And eventually a few clients did trickle in, but it really became clear that that field of dreams, if you've seen field of dreams, the big quote from that is, if you build it, they will come. And my, if you build it, they will come method of getting clients basically just wasn't working. And I know that I'm not the only person that's been through this um, extremely painful learning curve. I know that that's not unusual. And I think sometimes the problem is that we we don't treat our private practice like a business. I can remember seeing on a forum at some point, there was a counsellor that said, sometimes it, it feels a little bit like having a business. And I thought, it's a lot like having a business because it is literally a business and we have to treat it as a business. If you really want to get success, if you really want to make your practice into whatever you want it to be, and that could be that could be working full-time and getting a full-time income, that could be working part-time, having fit in with other commitments, you can make it be whatever you want. But whatever you want it to be, to make it be whatever you want it to be, you have to take it seriously and you have to treat it like a business. There's commitments that we have. There are responsibilities that we have. There are new skills that we have to learn. And as with all business types, it takes time and effort to attract clients, not only to attract clients, to keep attracting clients long term. 
you know, you can attract a client and they might come for, say, 10 sessions or 12 sessions or whatever. At some point, they're going to go and you, you're going to need to fill that slot again. So we need to be able to have the ability to keep attracting clients to us. Now, if you imagine there's like a new swanky restaurant in, in, in your town, it might make a massive impact with a big glitzy opening night. But unless they have a consistent marketing, marketing policy and consistent customer service for that matter, people are just going to go to the next hot new restaurant that opens up and gradually they're going to stop getting regular clients. So you have to just keep going, keep doing the stuff. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share with you five things that will help you to get started marketing your private practice. So I hope you find these hopeful, not hopeful, helpful, <laughs> can't speak. Now, the first thing, and this is this is really, this isn't a like to have or good to have. This is a priority. This is something that that you must do. And this is dedicate time to grow your business. Marketing your private practice is going to take your time. You need time to get clear on your messaging, clear on who it is that you're trying to attract. If you want to get a website, that takes time. And things like content creation, which is like blogging or social media, they're both really powerful things, but they take time. They take time to learn. So it'll take you time to learn how to actually do it. It'll take you time to find your voice. It'll take you time to grow your audience. It'll take you time to start forming connections. Over time, these have a cumulative effect and they kind of add to each other. So the more that you are on social media, the more that you blog, the more that they sort of add together to sort of help to lift you so that you get noticed. But it takes time and there's nothing that you can do about that. There's no quick fix. There's no... You know how people come to counselling and we always we, we, we all say this, don't we? I think we all say this. We say there's no magic wand solution and it's exactly the same. It's going to take time to market your practice. So we have to make it a priority. We have to dedicate time to it. We have to give ourselves the chance to do this. I like to say that growing your private practice is a marathon, not a sprint. And it's so true. It's not about just going in there all guns blazing, having a big opening saying, hey, guess what? My private practice is open. You know, come and see me. It doesn't work like that. We need a constant, constant and a consistent stream of inquiries coming in if you want to have a constant and consistent number of clients. And you need that. You don't want to. Get, I mean, I had what I had a time happen once. Oh, my God. It was just awful. I hope this doesn't happen to you, but I had a time within two weeks. You know, I'm trying to remember whether it was four or five. I can't remember for, for sure now. It was either four or five clients stopped coming over the period of two weeks. Some people just, I mean, somebody disappeared. Somebody else, there was a reason they had to stop. I can't remember now. Somebody else came to the end of their counselling. But that was, I can't remember if it was four or five, but let's say it was four. If it was four people, imagine the income that, the drop of income that I had over that time. And we all want to think that we're in it to help people. But the truth is I was a single parent. Of course, I was in it to help people. Don't get me wrong, but I needed to earn a living as well. You know, I, I needed to earn a living. Um, otherwise, I just wouldn't be able to do it anymore. 
So that's why we need to keep doing things constantly and consistently. That's the only way that we can do it because otherwise we go through feast and famine and we it's horrible. You've heard of that, haven't you? That idea of feast and famine. Sometimes you can have lots of clients, other times you don't have as many. If you want to reduce the feast and famine, it's about prioritizing your marketing. So yeah, it takes time to learn. It takes time to do. And if you want a successful practice, be prepared to, to dedicate that time to marketing your business. Make a regular space in your diary for marketing activities and stick to it and prioritize it. I felt like I got a bit ranty there, but it's just so important. And I I think sometimes there is an expectation that there are people out there that need counselling and they'll find you. But it's just not the case. It just isn't the case. It's like with anything, you have to let them know that you're there. That's part of our job as private practitioners. So the second thing you need to know before you start marketing is that you're going to need to learn some new marketing skills. Now, marketing is simply a new skill set. And with any new skill set, there's going to be a learning curve. And I'm a big believer in feel the fear and do it anyway, because it's the action that's the antidote to fear. I've kind of had written, a, done a blog about this. Um, I've talked about this in a whole blog. Action is the antidote to fear. And the only way that you can stop being afraid of something is just to do it. Now, as with all learning, it's best to do it in small incremental steps. So pick an area that you'd really like to focus on and then learn about it and dedicate time to learn that one area and focus on it fully. And if you if you struggle to get focused, I actually did um, my last episode, episode 20, was how to banish shiny object syndrome and stay focused. So you can check that out on janetravis.co.uk slash 20 and you can have a little listen to that. So yeah, accept the fact that you're going to learn some new skills, be realistic about it. You know, it takes time to learn something new and just go for it. The third thing is consistency. And we kind of, I kind of covered it in the first one as well. Probably the most important thing when marketing your practice is learning to be consistent. If you're going to use social media, which I highly recommend that you do, then decide how often you're going to post and stick to it. Now, incidentally, gone are the days of having to post two or three times a day. These days, you only need to post two or three times a week. As long as it's not Twitter, Twitter, you need to post more. But, you know, if you're on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, two or three times a week is fine. As long as it's a quality post, because we're talking about quality, not quantity. So get into the habit of posting two or three times a week and get into the habit of connecting with other people, follow other users on social media, comment on the things that they've been putting out there, connect with them. Because social media, and I, th I think back in the day, social media was a little bit like a notice board where you'd go in there and you'd post stuff for people to see. I don't think it's like that now. Social media really is a form of online networking. And as online as any form of networking it's all about connection and connecting with other people if you're not sure how to do this I've got lots of training on this over in the Grow Your Private Practice Club now if you blog decide how often that you want to blog and then stick to it so it could be that you want to blog once a month that's certainly absolutely fine especially when you're getting started most people can manage once a month 
it might be that once you get started, once you get used to it, you blog once every fortnight, which is great, but you know, once a month is fine. So decide how often you're going to do it and then stick with it because it's the consistency which is really important and it helps with that all important know, like and trust factor. And if you don't know what that is, it's that people buy from people or companies that they know, like and trust. So if we let our clients know, like and trust us, then they're more likely to come to us. So take this podcast, for example, I publish this every single week, come what may, because consistency is really, really important. And posting or blogging on an occasional basis, like it's going to make you probably look a little bit disorganized and unprofessional. So decide how often you're going to go for it and then stick to it. Now, the fourth thing is drop the perfectionism. And I talk about this a lot. I know if you listen to this podcast much, you'll know that I talk about, please drop the perfectionism. Now, I'm a massive believer of the minimum viable product scenario. So this means that do the the minimum that you need to get something out there. Now, I used to always say that as long as you're qualified and insured, And depending on where you are in the world, you have supervision because you don't need supervision in all all different countries. Then to get started in private practice, all you need is a place to see clients, two chairs and a lamp. And you don't even really need the lamp. Now, it's changed a little, hasn't it? In these COVID times, we don't even need a room and two chairs. You just need somewhere that you can go to speak to somebody on your laptop or on whatever device you have. So do what you can, use what you have and upgrade over time. When you first get started, you don't need a website. You know, when you're just starting out, you don't need fancy logos. You don't need business cards. You can get those later. It's far better for you to get started now and start attracting clients than wait for six months until you have the perfect website, the perfect branding. Because, you know, to be honest, there's just no such thing. There's no perfect website. Websites are constantly growing and evolving. So you'll never get to the point of having a perfect website. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't cost anything to use social media. It doesn't cost anything to write a blog. So you can just get out there, get started and start attracting clients imperfectly and learn and grow as you go along. And the last one is to enjoy your marketing. Now, if you're going to grow a successful therapy practice, you're going to be doing a lot of marketing. So it's important that you learn to enjoy the process. So start by doing the things that you enjoy the most. So if you like, I mean, I like social media. So if you like social media, use that. And if you like connecting with others, use social media and start using it as a massive networking opportunity. Maybe go into some Facebook groups or something like that. If you like writing, start blogging. If you don't like writing, don't be put off. There's lots of other things that you can do. So you could consider starting your own podcast or you could consider using video. Now, I know that for many people, it can be scary, the thought of putting, you know, getting out there on video and my experience of video is that I've put it off so long. I've got all my own reasons for it. Some of them are probably similar to the reasons that you have of general fear, but also I get 
I get eczema really, really bad. When I was younger, I was hospitalised with it. I was actually registered disabled because of my eczema. It was really, really bad. So I've really got a fear of, I hate having my photo taken and I hate kind of being seen. So I really, really, I really put it off for a long, long time because it just, being on camera just completely freaked me out. But what I've noticed is that once I did go on camera and I realised that nothing bad actually happened, that I actually quite liked it. And I've noticed that this is what happens with other people as well. They're terrified at the thought of going on camera and trying video, but once they try it, they actually really enjoy it and it becomes a medium for them to be able to just talk and express themselves without getting caught up in things like spelling and grammar and all of those things. So even if you don't like the thought of it, I do recommend that you at least give it a go because unless you try it, you won't actually know. So learn what you enjoy and do the things that you enjoy. If there's something you really don't like doing, stop doing it. But the the proviso, proviso, is that the word? But the thing there is... (laughs) trying to find my words but the thing is there is that you can't just stop doing something you have to replace it with something else so if you don't like doing this thing then try this thing instead and give it a good go try it for three months if you don't like that then try the next thing there are loads of different ways of marketing but find the thing that you're going to enjoy so today we've taken a look at five things that you need to know before you start marketing your practice We've taken a look at how important it is that you dedicate some time for your marketing. We've looked at how important it is to learn some new marketing skills. We've looked at the importance of consistency and how consistency in your marketing is going to help help you get that consistency in your client enquiries and how there's really no place for perfectionism. Just get started imperfectly and learn and get better as you go along and of course enjoy the process you're going to be doing this a lot so you might as well enjoy it I think for me it's about setting small goals I set myself small goals literally all the time and I then challenge myself to meet those goals I love to see that progress and that kind of helps me to stay interested, stay um, focused and get me success. Okay, so that's it for this week. Now, the best place to find me is over on Instagram, which is Grow Your Private Practice, all lowercase, no spaces, or on LinkedIn, where I'm Jane Travis. So please come along and say hi. And if you need any help with your social media, I do have a social media course in the Grow Your Private Practice Club and I also have a quick start course which is all about getting started and getting clients quickly without having to have a website. So they're available in the Grow Your Private Practice Club. So come along and join us. I hope you have a fantastic week and I shall look forward to seeing you again soon. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there i'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye